Hello, and welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things. A podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the stories and history behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. Okay, today we are going to talk about a tiny little invention that helps keep strands in place and flyaways from flying free. We're going to be talking about bobby pins. So today's going to be a little short, but still worth it. Honestly, uh, most of my memories of bobby pins are painful ones. Like when I have a memory of a bobby pin, it's usually that I don't have it or it was an especially painful experience using the bobby pin. Uh, Primarily using large bobby pins to secure wigs in place for theater stage plays and the like, or musical theater. Uh, Outside of these painful attempts to keep a bright blue wig on my head, for example, I don't have a lot of distinct memories about bobby pins. But um, yeah, all the wig memories are usually painful. (laughs) Uh, If you've never worn a wig with long hair, One of the things that you have to do is you have to twist up your hair uh, into kind of little knots, I suppose you could call it. And then you secure them with bobby pins and like an X. And this basically just puts like hair dots. (laughs) I will call them that hair dots all over your head, uh, which give you more points to secure the wig onto your head with longer bobby pins but it also like keeps your long hair out of the wig so it's a it's a fun experience at least that's how we did it in uh, middle school and high school if anyone else has any tips on less painful ways let me know it also looks uh, really unique when you take it out if you have straight hair like i do uh it comes out a, a huge mess <laughs> but it's fun to take it off. Anyways, (laughs) apart from these painful memories, most of the time I don't think about my bobby pins because they do the work that I need them to do without making too much of a fuss, which is why I wanted to take some time for gratitude for them. It's a simple tool that I've often taken for granted. So let's take a little bit of time for a little bit of love for the bobby pin. I grew up calling this little tool for keeping your hair in place a bobby pin, but it has a couple other names as well. In the UK, these little guys are called hair grips or Kirby grips. We'll get to why in a second. Bobby pins are small metal or plastic dual-pronged hairpins. They became popular in the 1920s with the rise of bobbed hairstyles. Flappers were all the rage and we had bobbed hairstyles. It's very beautiful and swishy, I guess. I don't know. I'm sure there are a number of adjectives for them, but I'm going to stick with swishy today. The bobbed hairstyle was invented in Paris in 1899 by Robert or Bob Pinot. Bobby pins are mainly used to hold hair in place, but they can also be used to hold headbands, headscarves, or yarmulkes in place as well. Bobby pins can also be like decorated on their own, so you can wear it simply as decoration, a very fancy bobby pin. Bobby pins have a few other nifty uses. They can be used to thread lace through pre-cut holes in leather or other heavy materials like leather or maybe denim. You can use a bobby pin to keep your place in a book if you don't happen to have a bookmark handy. You can use a bobby pin to pin clothes to a clothesline. Some people even use bobby pins to squeeze out the last bit of toothpaste (laughs) from the toothpaste tube. Bobby pins may also be involved in several lives of crime as well. You can use a straightened out bobby pin to pick locks. I suppose it doesn't have to be a crime. Let's say you accidentally lock yourself somewhere and you need to get out. There you go. Handy dandy bobby pin. There are many, many more uses for the bobby pin. It just depends on how creative you are. Before the bobby pin was invented, we had some pins that 
we're pretty close to what we have today for the bobby pin. These hairpins were made by an English manufacturer in Birmingham named Kirby Beard & Co. The pin they produced was called the Kirby Grip. And this might be where one of the nicknames for the bobby pin in the UK came from. The Kirby Grip just stuck. The official, official bobby pin, however, was invented in San Francisco by Louis Marcus. Marcus made cosmetics at the time. His invention took off after World War II, when the aforementioned bobbed hairstyles were all the rage. The original cost of Marcus's bobby pins was two for 35 cents. These were handmade bobby pins. Marcus nearly named the pin after himself, but decided to name it after the popular hairstyle in the end. Although I think Marcus pin would have been fine. <laughs> as far as fashion goes, outside of the age of the bobbed hairstyle, bobby pins have gone from the hidden hair helper to a more visible showstopper, with people wearing bobby pins in intricate patterns as part of their hairdo. I do find, however, that while useful, I can't always find a bobby pin when I need one. And I'm not alone. A study has revealed that women lose about 2 billion, with a B, bobby pins each year. You'd think we'd manage to like find each other's bobby pins at that number, but it looks like while it's a useful tool, it is one that is very easy to lose track of. So whether or not there's one handy, we've learned that if you have a bobby pin, you can likely escape from a locked room filled with nearly empty toothpaste tubes all while keeping your hair out of your face, just like any other Tuesday. Nonetheless, whether they're there or not, we can always be grateful for bobby pins. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care of yourself, and have a good one.